The Honorable Chuck Gray, Secretary of State, escorted by Representative Jennings and Knapp. Speeches, speeches, more speeches, pomp and circumstance. I guess we have to talk about it. Come on, let's go. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another scintillating installment from high above all other puerile and pedantic forms of Wyoming mainstream media. This is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from Wyoming's capital of Cheyenne, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. Yesterday, the 67th Wyoming Legislature opened for its first day of business. And as you can imagine, there really wasn't any business that was conducted. Oh, they assigned a few bills to committee, and a couple of the committees started their initial meetings. Most everything, however, was pomp and circumstance. And who could really blame them? It's the first day that they go to work for we Wyoming citizens. And let's be honest, we really ought to celebrate the dismissal of several redcoats from Wyoming's capital. And at least one of the former legislators made an appearance, though he's working for a different outfit now. Surprise! Pat Sweeney is a lobbyist. Yeah, who would have guessed that somebody who was an elected official lost their seat, and then went to work for a third party as a lobbyist. You know, because they know all of the levers of power to pull and push. Oh well, at least all of us don't have to suffer through every single liberal vote that he made that was against the better interests of all Wyoming citizens. The Capitol was filled with all sorts of notables. Most incoming legislators had their families in attendance. And I have to tell you, my friends, it was really touching. There were many children running around the state capitol. Several people that your humble correspondent spoke to flew a great distance to see their loved ones take their oath of office. It really was a touching affair. Later today, Governor Mark Gordon will deliver the State of the State Address in the Wyoming House of Representatives chamber. If there's anything remotely even slightly more interesting than his State of the State address. I'll report on that for Weekend Update. On second thought, though, on second thought, though, given the lackluster nature of his inauguration address, if he says anything notable today, it might be newsworthy, and I may report on that for Weekend Update. Before I get into any details of what happened during the first day of the 67th Wyoming Legislature, A little egregious self-aggrandizement. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps. iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, really any of them will work. 
But the easiest way is just to go to the website, cowboystatepolitics.com. There you can find all of the shows, as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. If your name is Sleepy Joe Biden or Governor Mark Gordon and you have no idea what's going on, well, you can go to cowboystatepolitics.com, pull up an article, and educate yourself, just like you should have been doing this whole time, but didn't. We begin this morning with the media at all. It wasn't enough for them to just report on the day's pomp and pageantry. They had to try to drum up some politics to fill their rather unread pages. As you can imagine, none of it was all that trustworthy. Case in point, the Pravda on the Platte. Maya Shimizu Harris writes, writing for the Casper Star Tribune in an article entitled Gray Outlines Priorities, Focus on Election Reform for Legislative Session, and I quote, ahem, ahem. Though the Secretary of State is responsible for a wide array of duties, the priorities that Secretary of State Chuck Gray outlined in a statement Tuesday focus solely on election reform and regulation echoing his main campaign message of rooting out voter fraud. Gray, a 2020 presidential election skeptic, ran primarily on a platform focused on voter fraud and bailing ballot drop boxes, though cases of fraud in Wyoming are exceedingly rare. Given the legislator's ruby-red composition and the significant gains that the hardline conservative Wyoming Freedom Caucus made in the last election cycle, it's likely that some of Gray's priorities will gain more traction as a legislature than they might have in previous years. And, quote, solely on election integrity, huh? I don't think that Maya Shimizu Harris and I were listening to the same speech. In fact, why don't we just listen to the whole thing and you can decide. Good afternoon, members-elect, members of the leadership team. It's been the practice of the House for the Secretary of State to say a few words at its opening as we prepare for the adoption of the temporary rules and as you're preparing to formally organize. And what an honor it is to address you before the legislative body where I first got involved in, in public service six years ago and in the house that I love so much, a week and a half after leaving it. I know uh, former Secretary Ed Buchanan felt the same way. Members-elect, congratulations on this enormous accomplishment. Traveling our great state this summer, seeing all of your efforts, your signs, your campaigning, walking in parades, your sweat equity, driven by your commitment to public service, your desire to improve our state, it energized me. And thank you to your families and your supporters, many who are here this morning, to witness you take the oath of office. We would never have the opportunity to serve in these halls to leave our businesses and our homes without your love and help. Thank you to the staff and congratulations to Katie Talbot and John. Katie's the new, the house's new chief clerk and Wendy Harding is leaving huge shoes to fill and I know you will fill them well. And if we give a quick round of applause for the staff and for all of your families and supporters here.
six years ago, I was in the same position that you're in now, except at a slightly different location. We were at the temporary capital at the Jonah building. Capital renovation was in full swing. And after the long road to get here, I have some idea about how you might feel, the excitement to serve, the anticipation you're having, the bills you're preparing for filing, and the ones that you've already filed that you're realizing you got to improve a little bit through amendment, the deadlines you're trying to figure out. That desire to reach your full potential is driven by your motivation to be part of something bigger than yourself and help our state. Now is your moment to follow through on those ideas, those visions that you put forward to your neighbors that you represent. While I know you're excited to get to that oath of office and get to work in the session, allow me for a few minutes to provide a few reflections, lessons I learned the hard way, and suggestions. First, the breadth of the work you're about to undertake is invigorating. I'm not sure there are any other jobs out there where you'll go through such a breadth of topics in such a short period. One moment, you could be covering a bill on how our state should handle rock formations that are exposed by highway construction. And the next moment, a bill on how we should handle state investments. So cherish every moment while you can, because I don't think there are many jobs that have that uh, breadth of decision-making, and it's really exciting. Second, remember the cyclical nature of our state revenues, and keep in mind spending with this in mind. At the time when I entered the legislature in 2017, we were in a bus cycle. The various reserve accounts set up for education were running out, and there was a feeling that it certainly would have been nice if there was a little more in our savings accounts. Please keep that in mind as you consider where to take our state fiscally. Our revenue base, as you know, is very cyclical because of the natural up and down nature of mineral revenues. And that's okay if it's managed correctly, but it takes discipline during the more revenue-rich periods like we have now. Please avoid the reckless short-termism that we've seen in policy at the federal level. And always think 10 steps ahead and about where our budget might be five years from now. Third, never forget what it means to be a citizen legislator. This is about service, and we must keep it that way. Always remember what your constituents, who may not be here due to distance or due to work, and who are working hard at each day improving our state, always remember what they would want you to do. We will continue the great work of the Wyoming Secretary of State's office. I want to thank the county clerks and for the Secretary of State staff for all their fantastic work administering elections and look forward to working with them and continuing to improve our election statutes and practices. Our office just released our election integrity goals for the 2023 session, and I look forward to working with you and seeing those goals to fruition. The reason we're here and what we one of the things I pray every morning when I wake up is that we can improve, and that's noble, that's honorable, and that's a goal that we can share together. On the business division side, Wyoming is a leader in business filings. That is something we want to maintain, and we need to work on responsible and visionary uses of technology to improve our filing systems. I'm also becoming increasingly concerned, however, by foreign entities that could be taking advantage of business filing filings for nefarious purposes, and I look forward to working with the Joint Corporations Committee on this topic as well. That leads to my final suggestion. Take care of each other. Mentor one another. Communicate. Please take care of each other. I'll, I'll never forget when Representative Piperinen in the 2019 session, our last day in the Jonah building, when he had a stroke, and we were all noticing something a little off. Um, 
care for each other's health, health, and please say something if, if you see something. I'll never forget one of my mentors who's no longer with us, Representative Roy Edwards. There are going to be moments where you're on the losing side of, of a vote. Representative Edwards and I certainly were, especially in that first session. And I, I think good old Roy knew it was going to be a tough session. He One day before the session, before being sworn in, he was in Casper, and he came by our office at the radio station, and he gave me a gift, a Bible that I cherish, and he told me that he believed in me. Watching him over the years, we would come up short quite a bit on different bills and amendments, but he never became bitter. He was always focused on becoming better. I cherished every moment with him, and and please do that with your colleagues, because you never know when that opportunity may pass. Thank you to all who mentored me over the years. It was the privilege of a lifetime to serve in this house. God bless you, and God bless this wonderful house. God bless Wyoming, and God bless America. Yeah, the only thing I heard there was about election integrity. A couple of things are going on here. First, Maya Shimizu Harris wants you to believe that the only thing Secretary of State Chuck Gray ever thinks about is election integrity. And of course, that never really happens in Wyoming, and we can't prove it even if it did. And so, Secretary of State Chuck Gray is a looney tune, and you shouldn't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. And by the way, he's aligned with those hardline conservative Neanderthal knuckle draggers. Oops, that was Rod Miller of the Cow Pie that came up with that one. But anyway, he's aligned with those crazy people in the House Freedom Caucus, and so you should just not pay any attention to him. In all seriousness, and the truth is, Chuck Gray only mentioned election integrity in passing, and then he went on to discuss his concerns about nefarious actors using Wyoming's business law for their own diabolical purposes. Allow me to read to you from the Casper Star Tribune one more time, and I quote, Though the Secretary of State is responsible for a wide array of duties, the priorities that Secretary of State Chuck Gray outlined in a statement Tuesday focus solely on election reform and regulation, echoing his main campaign message of rooting out voter fraud. End quote. That is completely untrue. Though they will never print it, Secretary of State Chuck Gray deserves a retraction on the front page of the Casper Star Tribune, and he deserves it tomorrow. But none of us should really be surprised at the behavior of the Pravda on the Platte. They have a political agenda of their own, and they're dead set on pushing it regardless of what the facts are. Wyoming's paper of record, indeed. We'll get back to the program in just a second. But first, a completely obscene profit timeout. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or maybe a giant roping arena so you can do all of that rodeo stuff in the middle of the Wyoming winter, or perhaps a giant warehouse for your business, then you need to call my friends Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. These guys are the experts in metal building construction. 
They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else around. So it doesn't really matter what type of structure you're thinking about. Give Nick and Jesse a call. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. It's Wednesday morning, and you know what that means, don't you? Gun of the Week time from Gunrunner Auctions. Gunrunner Auctions Gun of the Week is lot number 38. It's a Sig Sauer 1911 Compact C3 in 45 Auto. It's got a 4-inch barrel with a stainless slide, night sights, crimson trace, 4 magazines, and a Galco holster. And it still has the factory stickers on it. It's a wonderful daily carry weapon with big firepower. The crimson trace laser grips and night sights, and that 4-inch barrel, it's got an excellent bore on it. It's got four bumpered magazines, Novak-type rear sights with dot tritinium for dark work, the wide beaver tail grip safety, a skeletized hammer, two-tone appearance, and a matte stainless slide and barrel with a black frame. This is a beautiful weapon, my friends, and it is brand new. It can be yours at GunRunnerAuctions.com, and it's lot number 38. Don't forget about the Thursday live episode that begins every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. I cover mostly national issues on that program, you know, the kind that we don't get the rest of the week. Though, you know, you never know what's happening in Wyoming, and so we might cover a little bit of everything. But that's every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. You can find the link at CowboyStatePolitics.com or on the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. And now, back to the program. Pravda on the Platte was not the only publication to have a little off-target reporting or, quote, journalism or whatever it is the kids are calling it these days. The Cow Pie had an interesting article written by Leo Wolfson entitled No Last-Minute Surprise Coup from Jennings as Albert Somers named Speaker of the House. And I quote, Members of the Wyoming legislature were sworn in Tuesday afternoon, and along swearing-in and naming of legislative leadership, the 67th legislature is officially underway. State Representative Albert Somers of Pinedale was unanimously named Speaker of the House in the opening session on the House floor, where he was given a standing ovation. Somers' election avoided any possibility of a surprise last-minute nominee for Speaker, Somers narrowly defeated Representative Mark Jennings of Sheridan during the Republican caucus elections in November. There were rumblings that a nomination for Jennings would be made from the hardline conservative wing of the legislature, but that never materialized. Representative Barry Crago, my representative, made the original nomination for Albert Somers. Let me just tell you how proud of Representative Barry Crago I am. Yeah. Better not. Because I'm feeling a little charitable this morning, we're just going to chalk up this cow pie article to being less than informed. If author Leo Wolfson would listen to cowboy state politics more often, perhaps he would have had the inside track on exactly what was going on with the speaker's race. The truth is, Representative Mark Jennings of Sheridan never mounted a challenge to Albert Somers after their caucus meeting. 
In fact, Representative Jennings himself said he wouldn't be a part of any sort of challenge on the House floor. He said as much on this program. The cow pie is doing what they always do. Print an inflammatory headline for clickbait and then tell the truth somewhere in the text of the article. In this case, it comes in one of the first paragraphs. Quote, Somers narrowly defeated Mark Jennings during the Republican caucus elections in November. There were rumblings that a nomination for Jennings would be made from the hardline conservative wing of the legislature, but that never materialized. The article insinuates that that challenge to Albert Somers, though I personally would welcome any challenge to Representative Albert Somers, probably the most liberal speaker of the House that the state of Wyoming has ever had, it didn't come from Jennings. And if Leo Wolfson had asked Representative Jennings, he would have told him as much. But like I said, I'm feeling a little charitable, so we're going to chalk this one up to Leo Wolfson not being all that informed. Moving on briefly, most of the bills, or a lot of the bills anyway, have been posted to yoledge.gov. You should really go check them out. There's a number of interesting things to note. There's a, quote, tax reduction bill from none other than Landon Brown. By the way, it's been 721 days since Representative Landon Brown of Cheyenne agreed to an interview on cowboy state politics and then didn't show up. Anyway, he has an interesting bill that would reduce the state sales tax from 4% to 2.5%. If you don't know how this works, the state of Wyoming assesses a 4% sales tax on certain goods, and then your individual communities can increase the amount of that sales tax through additional 1% increments. That's why you go to some communities that may have a sales tax of 5%, while others may have a sales tax of 6%. Case in point, Johnson County. Two summers ago, some rather... Unthinking individuals decided to raise the income tax in Johnson County 1% to pay for a whole slew of different buildings that we didn't need. Your illustrious host disagreed with all of that. Well, that tax was defeated, and so the sales tax in Johnson County remains at 5%, whereas it would have been increased to 6% had that ridiculously huge tax passed. Right now in Wyoming, you don't pay sales tax on a number of different items the most notable being groceries. Landon Brown's bill would eliminate many of those sales tax exemptions. So for most of us, his bill, though it decreases sales tax to 2.5% from the state, it would actually increase your taxes on a range of different items. His tax bill deserves some intense scrutiny, which I will get to eventually, and we'll definitely have a program in a, in a few days or next week about it. Another interesting bill increases taxes on wholesale tobacco products like cigars. While cigar smokers are definitely in the minority and the impact of this tax would not hit most of us, it would, however, hit retailers and create a mountain of paperwork for them. To give you the Cliff Notes version, the bill would mandate that supplies of cigars in retail outlets would have to be reported every single quarter. So not only would this impose a 20% tax on each cigar, it would create a paperwork nightmare for the proprietor. Now, maybe that's not that big of an impact. I think it would be if you, were, if you owned a cigar shop. However, the question is, what 
other goods will the state of Wyoming decide to impose this tax on? What other businesses will they increase their paperwork load to a mountain when it was previously a molehill? This is yet another bill that you shouldn't be fooled on. And that's just two examples out of the slew of bills that legislators will look at. Just about every single legislative year, there's around six to 700 bills that get submitted. Imagine that. Every single year, they attempt to pass around six to 700 laws on us. And nobody asked us for our input on them. But don't worry. Cowboy State Politics is on the case and in Cheyenne for the duration, and you can look forward to a report on just about every little sneaky thing that they try to do. Well, that'll about do it for today's installment of the program. Don't forget about the live episode tomorrow beginning at 10 a.m. You can find the link at CowboyStatePolitics.com or on the Cowboy State Politics Facebook page. Have a good rest of your week, and we'll talk again tomorrow. From the depths of the Middle Swamp in Wyoming's capital of Cheyenne, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboys State Politics.